Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden with Continuing Education Workforce Training uh, here at ISU and the College of Tech. And uh, this is Sweet Talk. And uh, Paul, you're on the show today, co-host as always. As always. How are you doing today, Jason? Yeah, I think I'm doing okay. I'm doing the sun's out. Uh, I think the snow is melting. Um, Spring's around the corner. Um, So that puts me in a good mood. You know, spring is around the corner. Um, I've been noticing uh, I've been actually kind of enjoying my walks with my dogs in the afternoon. Uh, But previously, I have been really, really not looking forward to because of the cold. Um, And now it's it's a nice break in my day or into my day um, because it's getting so nice out right now. Yeah. I don't know about your dog. So yes, I've been walking my dogs after work at night, but now that because it's melting so much, you know, and my dog seems to find, you know, every, well, because the snow's melting. So all these wonderful, (laughs) rotten, horrible smells that are found in mud and, and puddles. And so, you know, now when you get the mud, like, (laughs) you know, I was walking, watching her walk the other day and I was like, what would it be like just to not care what you step in? (laughs) <laughs> you know what's that dogs don't care what they step they, in they, they don't have they, no they do not hmm. no if it's if it's in their way they go they step right in it now this has nothing to do with our podcast so i don't even no. know how we got down this road <laughs> but we have an awesome we have an awesome awesome guest on the show today and we're glad to have her um it's karina mason roris and she's with disability services at idaho state university and uh karina i'm going to say the magic word here as soon as my timer works and the magic word is welcome. Welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm I'm so super excited to be here. Uh, you you two are amazing and and actually super funny. I know we're supposed <laughs> to be talking probably about disability services, but you you did open up the the show with talking about our dogs. Our, we gotta love our fur babies. So you, oh yeah, you, you've got a couple, do you? Or I one do, at least? I do. I do. I have I have pugs. I love my pugs. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, I have two Yorkies. Um, one I've had since uh, he was a puppy uh, 10 years. And then we just rescued one uh, who joined our family about two, three, uh, two months going on three months right now. So uh, two Yorkies. I don't know if you, uh, <sighs> Terry is. <laughs> yes. I, I love Yorkies. I love Yorkies. And I, I, our uh, pugs are, uh, when it's 11, he's Bud Bud. He's actually a pug with a disability now. So he, oh. Uh, oh. he has wheels. Oh. And um, it gets around really good with his little wheels. So, and then Sir Jackson is five and he's, he's a little monster still. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my, I have an Australian cattle dog that we rescued and she was, 
oh, I don't know, maybe four or five. We don't know, but we're guessing four or five and we got her. And she has some interesting quirks. Uh, first of all, Australian cattle dogs are smarter than me. You know, they're, they're smart. And also super loyal, super loyal. Yeah. But she just has some interesting quirks. So my dog always drives me crazy. We were a pug owner once. Um, we, and the same, we, it was situation. We kind of, we, we took a pug that was uh, fully grown, you know, adult. Um, and they're, from my understanding, you will know this better, but pugs tend to be one family pets. And yeah. so she had a, he had a very tough time adapting to our house and we had, uh, and our youngest son was one years old at the time. So, but we found a nice place for the pug to go. And I mean that sincerely, uh, we found a one and they sent us pictures and he loves his little place, but that was our last experience with pugs. So God bless you for raising pugs. I'm telling you yeah, that. They are very loyal. <laughs> they love to eat too. So yeah, they cannot leave food down and they will eat it until they're, they're 500 pounds. So yeah. definitely, York- definitely enjoy them. So Yorkies are just OCD. They're, they have a train of thought and that's it. That's all they concentrate on. Um, and they're very, very, very adept at getting their own way. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. I got to love our fur babies and uh, um, definitely shout out uh, to those that rescue animals too. Yeah. So beautiful people. And it's something that we definitely need. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, depending on what, what, how, where they came from, those, uh, those rescues, they, you can actually note the appreciation mm-hmm. um, of being part of your family. Um, yeah. uh, I know with our rescue that, that dog is just, oh, he's just, just so affectionate and so endearing. Um, and I think that's because, you know, he, we rescued him and we decided to make him part of our family. And I, I, I think they know that somehow. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. Well, and of course, leave it to me to get us off topic. But No, I, this is a great topic. That's the funnest. I, I love talking to talk fur babies all day. Not a problem. So. You, you know, um, it's funny you should mention this, Karina, because uh, Jason was kind of uh, quizzing me because he knows that we kind of know each other um, right. out, outside of this. And, he, and, uh, and I said, well, you know, I'm getting a breakdown that you work for, that you're director of uh, disability services and we work on a couple projects together and uh, I said but you know what uh, Karina is definitely one that you can go down a side channel and she'll go right along <laughs> no no be honest Paul you said Karina will probably take us down a side channel that's just how I am I love to talk so yeah, yeah. that's great yeah, I, so I, I, I love that we got less than 30 seconds in the podcast then we went down the side <laughs> channel that i love it that i love that when that happens well you know but, you, you say dogs and you say i know and, and it's like going because we you know we all have one oh, and, yeah, we, and, and obviously we all consider them part of our family oh yeah, yeah 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 and that's and i'm telling you i i literally went on my walk and there i am you know jumping over puddles avoiding mud things you know, trying to, and I'm wearing boots and I'm still like, I don't really want to walk in the mud. And that darn dog, she's just like, Oh, I want to go that way. Splish, splash, splish, splash, you know, <laughs> mud, mud, mud. And I thought maybe I need to take a lesson. Maybe there's a lesson for life there. Maybe I should 
care less about what I step in. I don't know. Right, right, <laughs> right. exactly. But with that being said, Karina, what can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, disability services? Yeah, and- just just a little bit. <laughs> well, it's an important. You guys perform uh, some really important work, and um, without you, um, you know, there you have a you are invested in success stories, from what I understand. So, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what goes on at Disability Services at ISU? Okay, and thank you. Thank you so much. Um, First of all, I have an amazing team of professionals uh, that work here. Uh, We have about 12 benefited staff and we employ anywhere from 30 to 40, 45 uh, student temp employees as well. we provide uh, sign language interpreting, uh, produce braille um, for those that are blind. Uh, we have extra time for testing, reduced distraction, all kinds of accommodations. We serve over 900 students annually. We also provide services for employees as well and visitors who come to campus because uh, sometimes our visitors need maybe a sign language interpreter when they come to campus so they can communicate things like that. We, we totally love what we do. Uh, We have um, amazing students that uh, work with us or we work together. Um, What we do, our main goal is to uh, minimize barriers to their environment and reduce barriers to their environment or eliminate those barriers. And, um, we at times need to be creative, but we're, we're up to the task and to the challenge. Uh, we totally love, um, it's, it just really touches your heart when you see somebody that is struggling and is really facing adversity and they dig deep and we provide accommodations and we walk together through um, their educational process and the next thing we know we're they're graduating <laughs> so it, it is it's beautiful it's beautiful um they're just just like family here as is uh, all of our staff and our team I, I definitely have an amazing team here so very cool. Yeah, I, I've got to meet a couple more of your staff members recently um, because uh, we're working on a, a project uh, together. And um, everyone that I've talked to has been super professional and always um, asking if I need anything else from them. Um, yeah, couldn't be couldn't be happier with the relationship. Yeah. So yeah, they they are amazing. Uh, every students and those we serve is our why and that it why we get up every morning why we you know love doing what we do so and just totally love the success stories as you mentioned we've had many so, so you you mentioned earlier you just gave a, a, a real short example like uh the use of uh sign language you know um an interpret an interpreter for guests that come on campus can you uh, share maybe just a, f- a few of the services or a few of the ways in which you assist students in being successful. Um, just, just how, what, what is it specifically that you guys work on do? So uh, first of all, students with disabilities would need to self-identify and work with our office. So we, they come to our office, we conduct an intake appointment and, and kind of talk through their situation, what maybe some of those barriers are, and then we work on coming up with some accommodations. 
Typical accommodations may be that they need extra time for testing, maybe a reduced distraction testing environment because they have ADHD or a learning disability as examples. And um, other times they may need um, support with uh, enhancing maybe some soft skills. So a couple of programs that we have that are above and beyond accommodations or what's required by law, we have an occupational therapy academic coaching program. So we partner with the occupational therapy department here on campus. Their students that are going through that program under supervision meet with some of our students that maybe need assistance with communication skills so that they can better communicate with with others or maybe um, organizational skills or helping to stay on task or independent living skills. So that's been an amazing partnership and program. Another program that we help that we have that assists our students. Uh, uh, with retention or retaining our students is we have a peer mentoring and a, um, a tutoring program as well. So those that might uh, need a little extra assistance with a basic math or, or they need assistance with developing a paper, um, preparing for a speech, things like that. We have student employees that we hire that actually help them with those skills, enhance those skills as well. Right on, right on. And I imagine just like everyone else in the last year of COVID, all of those services that you have provided, you've had to learn probably many different ways to continue those services in the different environment which we work in. That, that is correct. Um, one thing I did do uh, is I did advocate for our office office to be considered essential oh, very good. because of those we, we serve. Uh, that was granted and approved by our leadership. Love our leadership. We have amazing leadership on this campus. They're very, very open um, and welcoming to serving people with disabilities and giving us the resources we need to help them to be successful and to retain them. And uh, so we have actually been open the whole time, but we have uh, it started out uh, with needing to do services di via distance more so than in person, but there definitely were some students that we needed to assist in person. Right. That was just the best way to serve them. So we have been, again, we've been open the whole time through through COVID and it's had its challenges, but our door our doors have been, you know, open red carpet treatment for those that we serve. And they've been able to come to campus if they absolutely needed to. Starting to see uh, them coming to campus a little bit more uh, as things are kind of calming down a little bit. But we do uh, ensure that, you know, we're practicing social distancing, you know, wearing our masks and just being super, super careful, sanitizing, right. things like that. Because we want to, of course, have a, a safe, healthy environment for them and for and for those that work here, too. 
Very cool. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, Karina, we met or uh, we had our uh, first meeting when uh, uh, I reached out to your department to find out what the requirements were for closed captioning. Because, um, you know, in our department, we create a lot of online content for our students and also some, uh, you know, for the community as well. And I had no clue of what was required or where to start. So uh, I, I believe uh, my I, my director, Gary Salazar, reached out first and then we had our first meeting to just discuss what the requirements were. And it was such an eye-opening experience because it, we were so far behind on mm. what we needed to do. Um, I, I, and we're, just could you just uh, kind of talk about that for a while? Because, um, again, the requirements, I was not even aware that what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, sure. And um, thank you for bringing bringing that up as well. So, um, a couple things with the closed captioning and the captioning of our media, our our videos and our media. Um, it's really important to to do so for those that might be hard of hearing. It's also a tool that is important or can be extremely helpful for those that maybe have a learning disability or. Uh, even if English is your second language, I know that I even uh, will flip on captions uh, from time to time too. It just makes it easier for me to kind of understand, right. you know, particular videos and things. But, well, uh, Karina, I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's my funny story. We were, my wife loves, you know, movies about Ireland. And so we were watching a show in Ireland and all the characters in it were from, you know, Irish in these Irish accents. And I'm like, look, hon, if you're going to want me to watch a show with you, you're going to have to put closed captioning. I recognize they're speaking English, but I don't know anything they're saying. So um, I, there is across the board. I get it. So <laughs> right. and, it, and it is amazing. Like when I, I will be so shocked when I watch some of those videos, because <laughs> because I, when you listen to something, it's amazing how much you kind of miss or you misinterpret <laughs> yeah, until you're reading it. It's like, oh, wow. You know, maybe I don't hear so well. That's right. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I was thinking, yeah, I I enjoy closed captioning sometimes just so I can yeah. catch them. Yeah. And that's what I do. Sometimes it's just it's good to just flip on the closed captions and and it does help tremendously. So. Mm-hmm. But um, we we do need to, it is important that we caption our media to ensure that it's accessible for all audiences. And uh, it is a requirement uh, by law. It's also very, very important that we're doing it for those things that are public facing, like this podcast, for an example, or, or for... Um, you know, anything like our websites, if we have videos on our websites or, or classes, you know, those things that are public facing, because we uh, have members of our community that could go to our websites, for an example, and pull up a video. And if we don't have it captioned and they are deaf, then it's not accessible and they, they can't obtain the information like someone else can. So so again, it's required by law for one, and for two, it's just the right thing to do. So it, it's a, it can be a big undertaking. There's a, a lot to it, um, it and at times can be time intensive, but uh, the way things are these days too with the uh, technology that we have available, it, it makes the job a little bit easier as well. 
Yeah, I mean, when I first approached you, you told me the why, um, and then I had to learn the how, um, which, you know, initially uh, we went to the um, ITRC, which is the um, technical department at the, at the university that could help out a lot. But then uh, COVID happened and they were very, very busy. <laughs> It was very busy because a lot of a lot more people were creating that online content that needed to be captioned. Um, and so we had to start seeking out other alternatives to, you know, to keep up with our captioning needs. Um, and that's where you helped me quite a bit. Um, uh, and I, I really appreciate all the help. But because uh, um, right now we're on track because it's just so, you know, it is labor intensive and time consuming, but it's a necessity. That's right. Yeah. And and thank you for also bringing up our ITRC. Uh, Blake Beck is the director of our IT Resource Center. They're located in the basement of the library. He, ha he and his staff are phenomenal. Uh, they've really embraced and taken on a lot of uh, accessibility um, they've championed accessibility on our campus and they've taken on a lot of the captioning. And Paul, you are correct. You know, when COVID hit, uh, they had to, they oversee the learning management system for the university for our students. And so it was a huge undertaking for them to get everybody switched to online and to do so in a really, really you know, quick manner, and then working with our faculty and helping to provide support to our amazing faculty that also had to adjust quickly. So the captioning needs skyrocketed during that time. And Paul, I appreciate that you did reach out. We continued to have conversations. I'm happy we were able to help you. And again, I, I would love to give a shout out to our amazing leadership, um, our president, uh, Dr. Lynn Reddington. Uh, she's my boss. She's the vice president of student affairs. We just have amazing leadership on on campus that are just very supportive of our office and the services that we provide and and they um, give us the resources so that I can assist you, you, Paul, as an example in your area. And I and I love our partnership too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for mentioning that partnership. And I guess the thing that that kind of has jumped out at me at, at this is right, you, you've mentioned this a couple times, you know, there are certain um, accommodations and, and things and that are required by law, closed captioning for one of them. But then I go back to kind of where we started the conversation here a little bit was you talked about the success, right? It's about students. So, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's the, it sounds like, you know, your office kind of has, I'm not going to say the best of both worlds, but you have this twofold mission, right? Is to, to satisfy obviously the legal mandates to, to make these um, things necessary. Well, of course that's the timer, but on the other side, you, you have that opportunity to invest in people's success. And so I, I, I think that's kind of neat. I, I, I think that's neat. Not only you're not just doing this because you have to, you're also doing this because um, you're, you're, not, you're helping people be successful and you're heavily invested um, with them as they're being successful. So I, that's gotta be kind of cool. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yes, it it is. Uh, again, they, it's just it really warms your heart. Um, definitely when when we work with our students, even our faculty and staff who have disabilities, and even the community, and that's what we want to be is a resource. Um, also, not only for our campus, but also for our community too. So, very cool. Yeah. I, 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 again, we have a, a wonderful working relationship and um, you have helped me so much um, create uh, better content for our department and it is so appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I thoroughly enjoy our partnership. So it's, yeah. and you guys are pretty fun. I like hanging with you all. <laughs> yeah, we can be. Hey, Karina, to wrap this up, uh, if someone needed to reach out to uh, Disability Services, how would they contact you? Okay, yeah, great question. So our office, our main office is located in the Rendezvous Building, room 125. And again, we're open. Our doors are open, red carpet treatment. Our phone number is 208-282-3599. You can find our website at Disability Services. Um, at isu.edu and we also have um, presence at our Idaho Falls campus. We have an office in Meridian as well. We do travel to Twin Falls and we help people via distance. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. So, um, Karina, first of all, I think we're going to have to come up with a show where we can come and talk about pets. Yeah. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we I was have a say whole that. show. We, we just and, uh, devote 20 minutes totally just to pets. <laughs> right. I would just where we bring people and the only thing they could talk about are their, are their dogs or cats <laughs> or whatever. So. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in. If it's pets, football, uh, dirt bikes, or snowmobiles, I'm in. All right on. Right on. Very cool. So we'll have to have you back on the show, but um, I do appreciate the information and talking to us about disability services. I, I for one, uh, you know, had kind of a vague idea. And so I appreciate uh, helping narrow down that focus and understanding uh, why that's important and, and what the services it provides. So thank you very much. Bet. And thank you for having me. This has been a blast. So thank you. And I hope to be back. Yes. Thank you right. so much. Hey, by the way, just a little note, isn't podcast kind of fun isn't that kind of fun to do this is pretty cool this is actually so everyone knows this is my first podcast and i love this yeah yeah wait so uh yeah paul and i that we talk about that all the time is so you know you just even us we didn't know what to expect when we first started now it's man this they're fun to do they're so fun to do but we we do need to move on close her down and so with that being said if you need to get a hold of us at at uh continuing education workforce training you can do that at cetrain.isu.edu you can email us right at cetrain yes. at isu.edu you you can call us at 208-282-3372 um, i'm back on my streak i'm ba- i had a five podcast streak that i nailed that phone number down and then i blew it a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was so now i'm back on paul i'm back on i'm back rolling. on back on okay <laughs> And you know what? We, we don't do this often, but we want to encourage anyone, especially if you have any comments or you want to ask us questions, reach out to us. Uh, you see our podcast, any one of our platforms or on social media, uh, drop us a comment. We'll gladly uh, respond. And, um, you know, and if you have an idea, you want to come on the show, let us know that, too. So because coming on the show is fun. It is fun. This has been great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.